Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Laura. And I'm Dr. Elena. And you are listening to your friendly neighborhood pediatricians, a podcast where we discuss all things pediatrics and parenting, because as moms and pediatricians, we know that raising children can be hard, hilarious, and everything in between. So let's get started. Elena, I'm so excited to be here with you today to record our first episode. I think you and I probably both agree that the past two years has been a whirlwind, (laughs) which will lead us many things to discuss going forward. Um, However, with the recent approval of the two COVID vaccines for our youngest patients, we thought what better topic to discuss for our first episode. So today we hope to walk you through the data for each vaccine, discuss the study findings, and hopefully answer several questions that you may have as parents. I am so excited to be here too and record this podcast. We all know as parents and as pediatricians how crazy the last couple of years have been. I have been anxiously awaiting the approval of these vaccines. I have three kiddos. My oldest turned five at the end of last year. So he's been fully vaccinated since February, but my two younger girls haven't been. And so as someone, and I'm sure you agree, Dr. Laura, who sees so much COVID on a daily basis, sees all the complications that can come from it, having Mm -hmm. these safe and effective vaccines to be able to give my kids as well as all my patients has been so exciting. As a quick recap, there are two vaccines that are currently approved for our youngest patients. So these are the babies six months to four for the Pfizer vaccine and six months to five years for the Moderna vaccines. This is the first time we have two vaccines to offer our patients, which is even more exciting. So we know that everyone who wants a vaccine should be able to get something dependent on what's being handed out in the health departments or at your local pediatrician. As a quick summary, we know that Pfizer and Moderna, which are the vaccines that have been used worldwide to vaccinate all the adults and all our older um, teenagers, are safe and effective. When you're comparing the vaccines, you have to keep in mind that they are different. But in the end, the effect is the same. They protect us against COVID. When we're looking at the Moderna vaccine, the dose is higher than the Pfizer vaccine. So the adult dose for the Moderna vaccine is 100 milligrams. And for the kiddos, it's a fourth of that. So it's 25 milligrams. But we do know from the studies, one in four kiddos who had the Moderna vaccine did get fever. Those were the biggest side effects that we saw. There was irritability and some drowsiness, but we did not see any myocarditis or any serious uh, safety concerns when we looked at these at these kiddos. The Pfizer vaccine, which is the one that we've been using to vaccinate our five to 12 year olds, also had some really good data. So the dose is three micrograms compared to the 10 that our older kids are getting or 30 that adults are getting. It is a three-shot series compared to two shots with the Moderna. So the biggest side effects with our Pfizer vaccine is drowsiness, irritability, and some pain at the site of injection. Fever was less common with the Pfizer vaccine compared to the Moderna vaccine. And again, there were no recorded 
incidences of myocarditis or any other complications or serious side effects from the Pfizer vaccine. In summary, the two vaccines available are both mRNA vaccines. Pfizer is a three-dose series of three micrograms per dose, and Moderna is a two-dose series of 25 micrograms per dose. Both studies noted mild side effects, including fatigue, soreness at the injection site, and fever. Remember, fever is a normal response from our immune system. It means that our immune system is recognizing the vaccine and mounting an appropriate response, eventually leading to antibody production. We know the vaccine is safe. We know that the vaccine has some side effects, but overall protects our kids against COVID. When looking at COVID, the Moderna vaccine is somewhere between 37 to 50% effective. What does that mean? That means that about 50% of the kids that they studied and received the two doses of the Moderna vaccine produced antibodies, which would protect them against COVID, to the level that they were looking for in the study. Does that mean that the other kiddos did not get any protection? No. It just means they did not reach the level that they were looking for in the study. Both the Pfizer and Moderna study are what we refer to as an immunobridging study. This means that a specific antibody level was chosen based on the level that we know to be protective in older children and adults. In other words, we are looking at, did these children six months and older reach an antibody response that was equal to or better than the older vaccinated population? The Pfizer vaccine had a efficacy rate of about 80% when they received that third dose of Pfizer vaccine. So it's a little bit complicated when you look at it because the Moderna vaccine is only two shots. So after two shots, your kid is about 50% protected against COVID compared to the Pfizer vaccine, which is a three-shot series. And what the data showed us was after two shots, a lot of kids, most kids, did not have any real response. So to be fully protected with the Pfizer vaccine, you do need to get all three shots. And this is where a bit of the conversation evolves. The Moderna shot is two. They're spaced four weeks apart. So when you're thinking about the vaccines, you have to sort of weigh the timeline and the side effects and availability and all those sort of things um, when coming to the decision about which shot, if you have an option, you want to get your kids. Dr. Laura, have you um, particular questions or anything that people have been asking in clinic when it comes to the vaccines? Well, I think the point you just made looking at the data in terms of the efficacy is important because I've had a lot of parents ask me straight up, well, which one do you think is the better shot? It must be Pfizer, right? With 80% efficacy compared to that 30 to 50. But as you mentioned, we kind of need to look at them both a little differently because we know that after two doses of the Pfizer, they didn't reach a good enough antibody response, which is why they needed that third dose to reach that efficacy um, that was going to be considered protective against severe disease, hospitalization, and death. Whereas we do start to see some of that protection of Moderna with just the two doses. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the future, Moderna even has a third dose that would increase the efficacy even more 
potentially upwards closer to that 80%. I think parents need to also keep in mind, like you said, timeline, because say Mm -hmm. I have my preschooler that's going to be starting school in the fall, and I want to make sure that they have some protection before starting school, Moderna may be a better option because they're going to get that protection five, six weeks post their first dose, whereas with Pfizer, with the spacing between the three doses, plus giving your immune system an extra two weeks to form those antibodies that are protective, you're looking at, you know, 12 to 13 weeks uh-huh. before you reach that efficacy. Yes, it's, it's, it's a complicated issue. Um, I will say when I first read all the data, I was gung-ho set on getting the Pfizer vaccine because I mean, 80% efficacy is great. Yeah. But then when you start teasing out those details, just like you said, it is kind of a, a very hard decision, right? Which one yeah. do you go with? Um, and I agree, there have been rumblings of a third dose coming out from Moderna, you know, sometime in the fall, which in theory would bump up that overall efficacy percentage. So yeah. it is hard. Um, generally, I've been telling parents, because I've been getting that question a lot too, yeah. is get what you can get, right? If you are somewhere- exactly where Pfizer is the only option, then that is better than nothing. And some of these numbers are a bit complex because um, there were some reports that after two shots, kids were doing really good during Omicron with the Pfizer vaccine, Mm -hmm. Uh, even if they weren't meeting the benchmark immunity levels that they were looking for. So it's, it's a little bit complex. One of the big questions we always get is, why even vaccinate kiddos for COVID? We all know that COVID tends to be less serious in our younger kiddos. They tend to end up in the hospital less, need long-term care less. So why, why even do it? Have you gotten that question at all? Yes. All the time. So one thing I've tried to point out is, especially as this pandemic has progressed, you know, with this most recent strain of Omicron, we've seen some of the pediatric population, particularly this age group we're talking about mm-hmm. now, those four and unders get more sick and have higher hospitalization rates. So of yep. the pediatric population, it's actually this under four age group that we're seeing hospitalized more and and have more severe disease. And while it is significantly less compared to adults, because overall kids tend to not get as sick as adults, there is still a fair amount of children that are having more severe disease and requiring hospitalization and higher levels of care. Yeah, exactly. I think we've definitely seen in the last six, eight months during, you know, the Delta surge and then Omicron and the Omicron variants, so many more kids get sick. And so many more kids get severely sick and hospitalized, you know, death numbers in this population is going up. And yes, they are much less than adults, like you said, but that doesn't make them insignificant. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, we also have to think about just the practicality, right? As long as we are in a time where having COVID means isolating and quarantining, there is going to be constant interruption in our lives when our kids get sick, you know, Mm -hmm. school, adults miss work. Um, And that has a certain value to it as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And if we know that protecting our kids, vaccinating them against COVID diminishes 
yes, them ending up in the hospital, but just them getting sick and them spreading it. I think that has a lot of, of value as well. Another big question I get a lot is, well, my kid just had COVID. So my kid just had COVID, you know, last month, couple months ago, do they even need a COVID vaccine? And I think that's always a very interesting argument because we know that people do get sick with viruses, especially viruses like COVID and flu again and again and again. There's no, you know, guarantee that having been infected will protect you against future strains, even against the same strain. Mm -hmm. I was reading um, some research that was showing people we know were infected with COVID, not everyone mounts the same level of response. And there are Mm -hmm. a significant percentage, I think I was reading, it was like 30% of, of people who had no antibodies after they were sick with COVID. We know that kids who, and adults who've had COVID, who then get vaccinated, actually have a higher immune response than either people who are just vaccinated or people who are just sick. The combination seems to be sort of the best protection against future infection. I think if you look at many of the adult studies that look at prior COVID infection versus vaccination, versus somebody who's had both a prior infection and vaccination, we've actually found that prior prior infection and vaccination together produce what looks like Mm -hmm. the most long-term immunity. People that had both infection and vaccine mounted a better antibody response to their vaccine and then had a lower chance of reinfection with COVID compared to Mm -hmm. those with just infection alone and no vaccination. Other thing I would say that I think is important for the pediatric population is what we have seen. So we're still learning so much about COVID in terms of long-term effects. You know, you hear a lot about long COVID, but the other thing that is specific to our population is this multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children or MISC. And one thing we've seen in the world of pediatrics is vaccination with the COVID vaccine has shown a significant amount of protection against MISC. So of, and this, these numbers are a little outdated, but a couple months ago, and speaking to one of the pediatric infectious disease physicians at our local children's hospital, there had been over 5,000 cases of MISC in the U.S., And at that time, only five were reported in vaccinated children, which showed us that vaccine, yeah, Mm -hmm. showed us that vaccination overwhelmingly protects against um, MISC, which is a complication we see in our patients that we want to try to prevent if possible. Right. There's just so much benefit to to these vaccines. Again, I'm so excited to be able to get my, my kiddos vaccinated. Have you had yours vaccinated yet? Robbie got vaccinated today. My son was vaccinated today. We were so excited. He came. I was working. My husband brought him. And so he's doing well. He's actually, you know, been running around playing all afternoon. That was, if nothing phased him. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure he'll, yeah, I'm sure he'll sleep well tonight, but we are so excited. And just kind of going back to what we were just talking about, my son actually was infected with COVID not too long ago. Um, And thankfully, he had a very mild course. But when this vaccine came out, there was still no doubt in my mind that I wanted to go ahead and still get him vaccinated because I knew that was going to provide him the most long term protection. Right. I I totally agree. My my kiddos are going to go 
in a couple days to get their their vaccine. We wanted to sort of coordinate it with you know work and everything. Um, but I'm I'm very excited and you know to have them fully vaccinated by the end of the summer. My oldest starts school and just have everyone on that next step to kind of mm-hmm. getting out of of this reality we live in now. Any other you know questions you've heard? I would tell you know, any, any of our listeners or any of our patients that if you have any questions specific to your child, obviously every child is different. And so your child may have specific situations to you personally that may help you dictate which vaccine between Moderna and Pfizer that you and your pediatrician think is best for them, whether that is an are immunosuppressed for some reason or have any underlying medical conditions or like we said, are starting school in the fall where that might Mm -hmm. determine timing. And so I think if you have any questions um, or any concerns, talk to your provider, talk to your pediatrician, because obviously your child's own pediatrician is going to be the best one to be able to talk you through this, guide you through this um, and answer any questions that you may have regarding the data, um, you know, any side effects and, and what to expect for your child and what the best decision for your child is going to be. I definitely, you know, agree with that. I want to just throw that out there. We as pediatricians love talking to parents. We love talking about vaccines and no one out there is going to feel put upon or bothered if you call your, you know, your doctor and ask them to go over everything with you. That's what we're here for, to, you know, work with you as a team to keep your kid as healthy as we can. And one other thing um, that I actually would like to mention that I am signing my son up for today and would encourage all parents is one way for us to continue to monitor the safety of these vaccines going forward is through a CDC-run program called VSAFE. And you can go ahead to the CDC website, look up Be Safe, register your child, and basically it will just check in with you from time to time, ask about side effects, how you did, how you're feeling, if you had any COVID infection after the vaccine. And that just helps us as scientists and medical providers, you know, going forward when we look at the data with these vaccines. You can have that website um, link that you guys can just click and, you know, let, let us all know how, how everything is going. The most important take-home point is that both vaccines have been shown to be safe and effective at protecting our youngest children from COVID. There is no wrong choice when it comes to picking a vaccine. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you today, Elena, about the COVID vaccine. And of course, if our listeners have any questions, you can send us a message in our inbox with with any questions. And again, like we mentioned, um, we encourage you all to reach out to your providers, your pediatricians. Thanks for joining us today and make sure to tune in next time as we discuss summer safety. We'll see you then. Mm -hmm.